Welcome to Living the Good Life Podcast, where we bring you messages, thoughts, and advice for living the good life. Today's message is brought to us by Brother Larry Dishman. We're going to ask you to turn with us in your Bibles over to the book of Luke, the ninth chapter. And I would like to begin reading at verse number 57. And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. And he said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. And Jesus said unto him, Let the dead bury the dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell which are at home at my house. And Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hand to the plow, and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. I notice here in verse number 59, it says, Me first. I notice in verse number 61, it says, Me first. I'd like to speak to you for a little while on the me first mentality. The Bible says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. As Jesus went about his earthly ministry, people either wanted to follow him or were invited by him, yet some desired to do so on their own terms. Jesus would have had a much greater following if all those people that he preached to could follow him on their terms. And so it is today. There'd be many more people here if everybody could follow the Lord on their terms. And in the case of Luke the ninth chapter, beginning at verse number 57 through verse number 62, these dear ones had the me first mentality. Lord, let me first go bury my father. Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell which are at my house. Friend, this is why many people put off salvation. It's because of me first. Let me first do what I want to do. I want to first go out and sow my wild oats. Let me first accomplish the things in life that I want to accomplish. Let me first get out of school, get out of college, get married, get settled down, and on 
and on it goes. Amen. But friend, this me first mentality was fundamentally opposed to Jesus Christ's concept of following him. And he demanded that one deny himself to follow him. And denying ourselves does away with the me first mentality. He required that one hate his father and his mother and the things of this world and his own life also to be a true disciple of the Lord. Now little children, they come into this world with the me first mentality. I believe that, don't you? See, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, chapter, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I thought as a child. I understood as a child. But when I become a man, I put away childish things. Me first is a childish thing. That God would have each and every one of us to put away. You see, dear ones, we are living in a culture that praises putting self first. And then looking out for number one. That's the culture that we're living in. And it's easy for Christians to adopt this me first mentality. And I'd like to consider some ways that we could be guilty of the me first mentality. I believe we can be guilty of this me first mentality in our attendance to the house of God. The scriptures reveal the example and the value of assembling together with other Christians, friend. It's essential that we gather together with the people of God. Hebrews 10, verse 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the men of some have, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Yet many will often put personal interests before opportunities to attend the services. Hunting, fishing, ball games, family gatherings, elective work, or school-related activities. I believe God comes before these things. Staying at home to read. Staying home to watch TV. Friend, you just can't stay at home and stay away uh, from the house of God and say, I can get more out of my personal study. Friend, thank God for being able to go home and study the Bible, but it's not time to do that on Sunday morning and Sunday night, and Wednesday night, and revival services. That's not the time that God ordained that we study to show ourselves approved, a workman that is not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. So I believe that haphazard attendance is a sign of the me first 
mentality. I believe the me first mentality shows up in our contribution. That's why a lot of people don't pay their tithes. That's why a lot of people don't give to the work of God. Amen. Christians are instructed to give of their prosperity to meet certain needs. Bring to the storehouse your tithes and your offerings. Amen. Yet many will give sparingly because of the me first mentality. They want to spend as much as possible for themselves. Amen. They failed to properly budget their contribution to the Lord. They're burdened with bills for things that are not necessities, but actual luxuries. Amen. I believe that the me first mentality shows up in our service one to another. God has blessed each of us with gifts. For what reason? To be a blessing to each other. Yet many make little effort to do their part in the work of the local congregation. Everybody does not receive the gift to preach. Everybody does not have a gift to sing. Everybody does not have the gift to teach a class. But God has given you a gift that he wants you to use for the upbuilding of the kingdom of God. There's something that you can do for God. Amen. I say there's many ways. This shows up. People don't seek to find their gift or their ability given them. Oh, there's a lot of people today that attend church. But they only attend church to receive not to give of themselves. That's the me first mentality. Just to sit back and receive. Amen. You know the best way you can receive is put something into it. That's where the greatest blessing is. Amen. And then it shows up in our families. Christians have duties to members of their physical families. And many families suffer when people seek their own interests above another. Amen. You know, that's the problem in most marriages today. Not in all cases, but in most marriages, it's the me first. Mentality. Amen. Going to take your wife out to eat? Where are we going to go? Me first. Why don't you let her choose where you're going one time? Or at least half the time. Amen. It's always got to be your way, right? You're not going to have a happy marriage that way. 
me first mentality. Friend, that's what causes a lot of divorces in our land today. Amen. When parents divorce without regard to the impact it's going to have on their children, that's the me first mentality. You know God hates divorce. But I believe one of the main reasons that God hates divorce is the negative effect that it has on the children. I encourage you to read the statistics of suicide. Read the statistics of young boys that end up in prison because of it. But selfishness, the me first mentality says, I'm going to do what I want to do. It don't matter who it hurts. Well, one of these days, friend, you're going to look at some bleeding hearts and you may wish you would have done differently. I'll tell you what I'm for. I'm for saving marriages when it's possible. There's times that it's not possible. There's times it's an impossibility to save a marriage. But when it's possible, let's save the marriage. Amen. Dysfunctional families abound where the me first mentality exists. Come on, husbands. Come on, wives. Come on, parents. Come on, children. Let's not have this me first mentality in our homes. Amen. So, our service to the Lord, His church, our family, is greatly hindered by the me first mentality. And it's detrimental to our souls. It's detrimental to those around us. How much better it is for us to learn and practice the other first principle. Exemplified by Christ. Why did Jesus come here? Why was it he came? He came to this earth because he put others first. Jesus came here because he put you first. Jesus came here because he put me first. Amen. And we're called upon to adorn the same mind and attitude that Jesus had. And we read about that. In the book of Philippians, the second chapter and verse number three, where it says, let nothing be done through strife and vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. That's not the me first attitude. That's not the me first mentality. Let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. 
this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made of himself no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. What's he saying to us? To do nothing through selfish ambition or conceit. Esteem others better than themselves. Prefer your brother. Prefer your sister to look out for the interests of others. Jesus exemplified the principle of others first that he desires in us as well. Amen. As exemplified by the Macedonians in the book of 2 Corinthians, the 8th chapter, beginning at verse number 1. Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. How that in great trial of affliction and abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded into the riches of their liberality. For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power they were willing of themselves. Praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministry to the saints. And this they did, not as we hope, but listen, friend, but first gave of their own selves to the Lord and to us by the will of God. Note that they were able to so graciously in thinking of others first. They first gave of themselves to the Lord and then to others. The mentality of the Lord first instead of me first enabled them to put others first. Do you hear what I said? The mentality of the Lord first instead of me first enabled them to put others first. Their liberality continued in supporting Paul to preach the gospel. Putting God and others first ensured that their needs would be met. The Macedonians exemplified the true value of putting others first. I wonder, do we have the me first mentality working in our lives? God needs people that'll work for him. People that's not lazy. How about it? In our home, in the church, in our giving, 
of our time, of our finances, if we allow this me first mentality to work on us, if we do, we cannot really be Jesus' disciple. If we do, the church and our spiritual lives will suffer with the me first mentality. I wonder if we would like to be rid of the me first mentality. I tell you, if you've got it, it shows up. If you have the me first mentality, it's going to show up in this congregation. It's going to show up in your home. It's going to show up on the job. And people's going to say about he's always going to be first. Right? Do you want to be rid of the me first mentality? The me first mentality will be destroyed when we adopt the other's first principle. The other first principle will be developed as we make the kingdom of God first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. All of his righteousness. And here's what the Bible says. When we truly put the kingdom of God and others before ourselves, then the Lord will see to it that we have the things that we need. I didn't say these things to hurt. I didn't say these things to wound. But I said these things because I got confidence in you. That you want to please God in every area of your life. You want to get the needs met. You want the me first mentality to be replaced by others first and God Thank you for listening. If you found this message helpful, please share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Messenger, or your favorite social media. If you have questions or suggestions, please message us on Facebook by searching Living the Good Life Show. A big thank you to Sister Rachel Fowler for all of her editing expertise. Until next time, keep living the good life.